airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry B is over in Studio CC. And we will open the phone lines up and get some of your calls on the last segment of the show. Um, let me just start by saying this, Will, just kind of picking up where we left off uh, yesterday because we kind of really just clipped through the show. I don't know if you felt that way. And uh, by the time we got to the end of the show, mm-hmm. we had a bank of calls and we may have only gotten to two. And um, and so I felt like, man, you know, yeah. there's a lot of response to I, I don't know which stories. Um, maybe the dad in Texas who is facing uh, the threat of having to share custody with his late ex-wife's yeah. boyfriend of 11 months. <laughs> maybe that. I'm not sure. Um, but I, I do want to say this because we were coming to the end of the show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I never want to be um, heavy handed or harsh when speaking directly to a person. It's one thing we do this show and we are talking about issues and we're talking about activists behind these issues. So you want to be direct. You don't want to waver. You don't want to cower and you don't want to have this, you know, soup mouth, mealy mouth approach to talking about things. And so we do that intentionally, you know, however, when you're talking to a person, um, you're going to still be firm and still be direct, but you also want to make sure that you show compassion and that you're, you don't come off, you know, um, being harsher than you need to be. Yeah. Right. And so we heard from Candy yesterday in Texas and, uh, and I went back and I listened to the exchange because so, you know, here's the thing. And I think our listeners understand this, especially if you've been listening to radio for any length of time, um, you are listening to calls as we are listening to calls. Mm-hmm. So we're all listening in real time together. Right. However, you are not listening with the intent to respond yeah right right you're listening just just like okay you're just passively listening but we are receiving calls and we don't know exactly what the point is so we're trying to think through okay where are they going with this is it in line with what we're discussing um how can i speak intelligently to the point that they're making right is 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 it a point that that you know i need to respond to and uh and how do i do that with integrity and honesty and and all of that and so anyway i was just i just wanted to make sure that I didn't offend Candy yesterday when talking to her because, you know, you don't you don't want to make a person's call overly mm-hmm. personal. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't right. want to do that. Like it's not this is not Dr. Laura, you know, like <laughs> right. she's not she's not calling in to ask me to, you know, assess her problems or anything like that. I just want to always be honest. And so the first thing that I go to is when a person and just for the sake of our listeners today, if you didn't hear yesterday, Um, I believe that Candy was expressing concern over the man that she's in relationship with now who lost his wife Mm -hmm. and has kids, the wife's uh, parents. parents. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the maternal grandparents Mm -hmm. are getting involved. And so she was expressing, and this is based on the story that we talked about yesterday. She was expressing that 
grandparents need to know their boundaries and need to know their limits, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as our listeners may have heard, I, I have a little bit of an issue with that because I think in order for her concern to be legitimized, he needs to make her his wife. Mm-hmm. And not that there's not a legitimate concern if you're not the wife, but I think the husband needs to legitimize her concern and validate her input by making her or taking her beyond partner status. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's what I was trying to communicate. I wasn't trying to do that disrespectfully or make any assumptions about anybody or anything like that. And so I just wanted to clear that up. Does that make sense, Will? I, yeah. I know, you know. Yeah. And sense. no one's asked me to do that. I didn't. Right. She didn't give. You know, I didn't get any messages or anything like that. You know, which, you know, you could do. You get get messages and all that. But I just, I look. I just care about people, and um, I don't want people unnecessarily offended if there's a lack of clarity on my part. So, yeah. I don't want there to be this assumption that I'm making that you're in this, you know, scandalous relationship or anything right. like that. It right, may have right. sounded that way, and I didn't intend it to sound that way. I was just suggesting because what I didn't want to do was to say. I'm outraged that the boyfriend feels he has access to this biological father's kids and then turn around and validate the girlfriend's concern about this man's kids and the biological grandparents, which I would say the biological grandparents would have more access or more of a, you know, connection to those kids than the girlfriend. That's just, that's my opinion. Yeah. Right. And I know she's not asking me. Well, maybe she is because she did call in and <laughs> sent the story. So maybe. Yeah. So, Candy, if you were asking me my opinion, that's just my opinion. You know, I just, you know, look, I'm big on the scriptures, Candy. And I, I'm assuming that um, you're you're listening to Christian radio as a believer. And, and some of the terminology that you used in saying that um, God knows what he's doing when he gives certain kids to certain families. I'm assuming that you follow him. And so, look, I just when people tell me that they're Christians, I make certain assumptions about their belief and mm-hmm. their following of the scriptures. Yeah. And those assumptions are that the word of God is the final authority. And so I just don't, I, you know, I'm not so quick to legitimize partnerships <laughs> because the Bible doesn't do that. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm just, right. you know, I'm sorry. It makes it, I get, I get a little bit like, you know, what are we talking about here? I mean, and I, I don't know, you know, it could be a new thing, you know, so I'm not saying, Anyway, we'll go behind <laughs> me and clean up as you often do. What 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 is it that I'm uncovering? No, nah, I, I totally understand what you're saying. I think, okay. uh, you know, I I don't know if Candy needed any clarity or maybe she did. I don't okay. know. But you think we're good? I think it's clear now what you okay. what you were meaning by what you said. All right, good. Well, you know, with all you're getting, you want to get an understanding. You want to make sure that people are on the same page, and you mm-hmm. know, I'm not trying to go into people's refrigerators and start opening up lids. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> Not trying to go into those cool whip buckets. Hey, what'd you guys put in here? All right. Um, let's, we, I got, we got a lot of stuff we want to get to. Um, also, we're going to talk to Steve Tiber of eight days of hope in the second segment, and then mm-hmm. try to throw in some more stories and also hear from our listeners again today. Let me lead with this story here and then a Bible passage um, that we can maybe have a conversation around. So you read me this story over the weekend and It's one of those stories that seems like bizarro Babylon B type story, (laughs) but this is not a Babylon B type story. This is a real story. And this is where we are, um, you know, in, in the church Mm. and, you know, we can argue whether or not this is the true church or this is the facade, you know, we can argue all of that, 
But I just want people to know that there are people who would be affiliated with this particular denomination who would say, no, we are a part of the true church. We love Jesus. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I'm going to tackle this story um, from that perspective, because I think that's what they would do. So the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. All right. The Evangelical Lutheran Church in America posted a picture on its Facebook page and the picture looks like a lantern. It's in the shape of a lantern. And mm-hmm. and by the way, we'll include this story, link to the story so that you can go and see it for yourself. And the lantern says, God is light. In him, there is no darkness at all. Okay. Yeah. It's first John um, chapter one, verse five. Now, when the evangelical Lutheran church in America posted this on their Facebook page because they're going to be doing a series on this going mm-hmm. into Lent. I think something like yeah, that. That's right. Um, they got a little, <laughs> they got a little bit of backlash because of this post. Again, let me read to you the post. God is light in him. There is no darkness at all. <laughs> Amen. First John chapter <laughs> one, verse five. So the first person to respond to this post on Facebook wrote this quote, please consider the racial implications of what you are saying Mm -hmm. here. There is no darkness in him. Really? (laughs) I I assume exclusion from God is not your intent, but that is the impact Please apologize and remove this post. Come on, man. I mean, come on, man. Come on, man. Come on. I mean, come on, man. Come on. So, so I was not feeling the best over the weekend. I was not feeling the greatest, right? You Mm -hmm. know, one of the carrier monkeys in the house (laughs) took me down. Okay, they got me. They got me. When you're a medic, you first responder, you know, you can, you know. So I was not feeling the best. So I will admit that I was a little bit kind of like, what? As you're reading it to me, you know, and, and I, and, and you, and I was like, is that, is that real? You know, like, is that, you know, and you're like, this is where we are, Meek. That's what you said. This is where we are. So that was the first post. Then there was another post, um, a little bit lower in the feed. And someone said, please don't ever again, pretend to be confused about why we are 97% white. This post t- this post tells me so much about how my church is in relationship to my dark skin really that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard in my life i don't even i don't even think i don't man i don't even think that a five-year-old would wrongly exegete this passage i don't even think (laughs) i don't even Oh Lord, be near yeah, to man. us. It's, it's crazy I don't out even here in these streets. This is this it's is crazy what, out here in these woke streets, man. This is this is insane. <laughs> this is absolutely insane. Oh, no, this man. is this is what insane hopes to be as it matures. Like <laughs> this is not even yet insane, but think about it. This is where we are, and so people read the scripture. God is light. In Him, there is no darkness at all, and people will racialize that. They will say, so what are you saying about me? Oh, my goodness. I... You know, I, I, those are the people I really, I want to walk side by side with them. 
You know what I mean? I don't want to look directly into their eyes when I speak to them, you know, just out of concern for my own safety. (laughs) But those are the people I want to walk down a dirt road with them. And I just want to walk shoulder to shoulder. I want to kick a few rocks and I want to say, so first John chapter one, verse five, like, (laughs) you know, and I don't, I'm not going to look at them. You're right. You know, I mean, because that's dangerous. I don't want to get what they have. I don't want that. I don't want to get that. You know, it's contagious. And so I'm just want to kick a few rocks. And I just want to walk down the road and I just want to say, so do you you really you really think that that's discussing race? <laughs> do you think that that's an exclusive passage oh, of people? Do you think that John had people's skin color in mind when the spirit of God led him to write that? You think that the Holy Spirit is racist? Do you really think that? And then. And then, you know, maybe when we reach the edge of the dock, you know, I would just want to put my feet in the water with them. You know what I mean? Roll up your jeans. Just sit down and just say, I tell you what, let's have us a cold pop for a nickel. Just sit here for a little bit. You know what I mean? Slurp. Just get to the bottom of the bottle and slurp and just sit and think about this passage. Let me tell you what passage immediately came to my mind um, as I looked at this again. And, and this is one of the stories we had for yesterday. We didn't get to it. But as I was looking at this story again, Um, I was thinking about how there are people, let me just say this, and I know there are going to be people who are upset with me. If you can so wrongly exegete this passage, and and I want to be careful, but let me say this. If you can arrive at a woke kind of um, resistance Mm -hmm. when you read this passage, I strongly question whether or not the spirit of God indwells you. Mm. Now, now I'm going to be sober here because I'm not going for punchline at this point. This is serious and this should be of utmost concern for members of the body of Christ. If you can read God is light in him, there is no darkness at all. And think that that is a racist passage that excludes people of darker skin color. I'm not sure that the spirit of God lives inside of you. you. Yeah. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Oprah saying, God's jealous. He's jealous of je- me. I don't want a God that's jealous of that's me. That's right. When this, that's when right. It, when she heard that we have God is a jealous God. That, that he is jealous for us, man. not of us. Right. <laughs> not not trying to get what you have. I mean, yeah. that's really. Yeah. And so, well, you may have just made my point there, Will. I mean. Right. If, you know, if yeah. the spirit of God indwells you, there's got to be some wisdom in reading and discerning the passages. In fact, the Bible tells us as much. Now, look, we've come up to the break here. I probably spent too much time joking. I want to read a passage when we get back and then we'll go to Steve Tiber, because, look, the Bible tells us why a person would make this kind of assessment of this passage. The Bible tells us why. All right. Aaron, the Addison's on American Family Radio. Oh, my goodness. We'll grab the break and we'll be right back. Just give me Jesus, Jesus. Just give me Jesus. There's nothing I desire that can't be found in you. You're everything that I've ever needed. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's unspoken. Just give me Jesus. Sherry B is over in Studio CC. We've got Steve Tiber on. If Steve will just give me two to three more minutes just to wrap up this last segment here, and then we'll make a clean break. I just don't want any of our listeners walking away 
um, without a biblical defense for the foolishness and the story that we just covered just a, just a, a segment ago. So the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America posted on their Facebook page uh, looking ahead to a series that they're going to get into. Uh, God is light in him. There is no darkness at all. And it brought out the woke folk who said that that was a racist post. <laughs> and the thing that I <laughs> the thing that I didn't want to leave unturned was that there was um, an evangelical Lutheran church in America pastor who replied this way. Just because it's a Bible verse does not mean it can't be used to inflict harm on our siblings of color and perpetuate systemic racism in a church that is 98 percent white. So an ELCA pastor agreed with the people who said this is a racist post and you need to take it down. Um, But to further aggravate this injury, there was an apology posted to the Facebook page. um, The ELCA saying, hey, we have monitored the comments under this post again. And the post is that God is light in him. There is no darkness at all. And there are people who responded saying that this is a racist post. Guys, this is this is where we are in the church. I just want people to understand this. But the ELCA Facebook page, whoever is running this page, responded and said, hey, we're paying attention to this. And we apologize that the language in this post has caused Mm. harm. We apologize that the language in this post has caused harm. So in other words, we're sorry for the word of God. We're sorry for what the scripture, not a correction of these people's thinking or their minds that are obviously Uh, unregenerated, like, I mean, like, come on, like they, I mean, you don't have a renewed mind. One other thing, and then we'll go to Steve and we'll talk eight days of hope. This is the scripture that came to my mind as I was reading this story for myself and just thinking about where we are. It's proof positive when you have a person who will read the word of God and misinterpret it. I I mean, so badly, there's just no excuse for that. Um, I thought of first Corinthians chapter two, I'm going to start at verse 11 and then we'll wrap up and we'll, we'll go to Steve um, for who knows a person's thoughts, except the spirit of that person, which is in him. So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God, except the spirit of God. Verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. And we impart this in words, not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the spirit interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. And here we go. Verse 14, the natural person does not accept the things of the spirit of God for they are folly to him. And he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. Mm. So here we go. You can't understand this passage because it must be spiritually discerned. I would say this. This is a little bit on the low hanging fruit of the spiritually discerned <laughs> side, though. Right. If I, I, I'm Man. sorry, I'm not trying to be ugly here, but for a person to make this a racial statement or a racial Bible passage um, just says that the spirit of God doesn't live in you. So this is what we're dealing with, guys. And we got to respond accordingly. I mean, it's not a joke, yeah. but it, it, uh, in some ways you laugh. So it's you unbelievable. Don't That's what it's it is. unbelievable. All right. Um, Steve, Steve Tiber, um, president and CEO of eight days of hope. Steve, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me on. And I enjoyed listening by the way. So, uh, never, never apologize for sharing truth. 
Oh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate you obliging, just allowing me to finish up that segment. I mean, it's just, you know, really difficult times that we're living in in the body of Christ. And we've got to rally around the word of God, um, living out our faith authentically. And that's one of the things that you guys do at Eight Days of Hope, responding to people's felt needs and also getting them the gospel, because that is definitely absolutely a need. Um, What's going on in Jackson, Mississippi, and how are you guys responding at Eight Days of Hope? Yeah, I think most of the major uh, TV stations around America are covering the story. Uh, one of their top two or three stories is the epic flooding that's happened in the Jackson, Mississippi area. Pearl River, I've seen heights. It's only seen, I think, two other times. And as of an hour ago, there's roughly 700, 750 families who have up to three, four feet in their home of water. Oh, wow. So. Eight Days of Hope announced today, um, and thank you for helping us share the the word of of giving people an opportunity to be a a difference maker for the kingdom. And uh, we'll be heading heading down and accepting volunteers uh, right now on our website, 8daysofhope.com. Our leaders and our equipment, and we have a lot of it. God has blessed us with laundry trailers and and trailers that we can use to gut out homes, and we have the bobcats and Everything that one will need to come serve with us will be provided. It's free, but we're going to be leading volunteers for three weeks starting this Friday until March 14th in Jackson, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Um, it's free. We provide a safe place for you to sleep. Uh, we're going to feed you real good, and you're going to meet believers from around the country, different denominations, coming together for one purpose. They want to be a glimpse of who Jesus is in us. Amen. And we're excited to serve those families in need. And, and like I said, we'll be down there for a full three weeks. And so what's going to happen? Is this one of your um, planned responses? I know this is an emergency type situation. So this is, would this be one yeah. of the rapid responses that you guys engage in? Yeah, we have many arms of the ministry. I think four mm-hmm. now uh, total. But this is our rapid response arm where our leaders go within 24 hours. So the flooding, uh, the flooding water has stopped, uh, has stopped rising. And as it starts to recede, our leaders will show up in the Jackson, Mississippi area tomorrow morning with all the equipment. Wow. Um, so the work we'll be doing, you know, we won't be rebuilding any homes. We're going to be gutting out homes so mold doesn't set in. We'll be salvaging items for these families who have nowhere to turn. There will be some families that will help pump the water out of their house. And so uh, you don't have to be a skilled professional. Mm-hmm. Uh, people like me who don't have a lot of gifts, gifts with their hands uh, and want to go serve, there's a place for you. Uh, you can come for one day or all 21 days, and all the information is on our website, 8daysofhope.com. And that's all spelled out, 8daysofhope.com. You know, Steve, there are many different sort of first responders, teams that go to where people are hurting. Let's talk about what makes 8 Days of Hope different. I mean, I follow your post. I look at your videos. I'm looking at the interviews and some of the just the stories of people coming in contact with the true and living God and and making decisions to follow Christ. I think this is one of the biggest things that sets you guys apart. Talk about that a little bit. You know, recently we were in DeSoto County right outside of Memphis, Tennessee, some tornadoes and uh, one of our assessors, our leader, showed up on day number one. He went to a gentleman's house who uh, was severely damaged by the tornado, and he explained to Steve, and Steve traveled into North Carolina, that he had stage four cancer. He knew he didn't have long to live, and, and he was overcome with emotion. You know, he just felt like there was nothing more to live, period, mm-hmm. for. His health was deteriorating. Everything he'd worked for had blown away or was, or was you know, trying to salvage it he could. And then a stranger shows up, someone he's never met in his entire life, 
and he took the time to drive to the Memphis, Tennessee area from, from North Carolina. And, and the, the family, the homeowner that owned the house, he said, Steve, why would you come? You don't know me. You know, I don't have long to live. Why would you spend any time with me? And, and Steve got to share his testimony. We always tell the volunteers to be ready with a three-minute testimony. Not 28 minutes, not 49 verses, just a three-minute story of how you met Jesus. And then let God be God, right? Step aside. And, let, and, and so this gentleman asked questions. Well, long story short, we have a new brother in Christ. And yes, he doesn't <laughs> have many months to live you know, in this world. Yet, because of a disaster, he met the Jesus mm. that you and I know and love. And so that's why we do what we do. I mean, we've done $51 million of work, rebuilt 5,500 you know, uh, homes over the last 15 years. But, but that doesn't mean anything. What, what means most to us is just sharing who Jesus is, to share hope, to share mm-hmm. his grace and mercy, and to love the brokenhearted. That's what we do. Man, you guys are you guys are gospel smugglers. Like you just you go into <laughs> you go into that. an area. I mean, I love it. And it is encouraging to me. It warms my heart. But I think that is one of the distinctions of eight days of hope that I think is so important. And I, I never want to fail to mention that because our listeners are different. You know, we want to respond to felt mm-hmm. needs, but we also want to make sure that people get the gospel because it's one thing to have your mm-hmm. home gutted. It's one thing, you know, to have clean clothes and all of those things are important. But to know that you're gonna pass from this life to the next, um, having the assurance that you're going to be with the Lord Jesus Christ is everything. And that's Amen. what eight days Amen. of hope does. Um, in, in, in addition. So give us a little bit more of the details and the website. Yeah, again, sure. Steve. Yeah, sure. So again, we're uh, volunteers can sign up today. You can register or volunteer right online. You do need to be 18 because it is an active disaster site. Um, you can stay for up to 21 days. Volunteers can start showing up on Friday at three o'clock and all the information is on the website. On our YouTube channel, we even have a video of what a typical day looks like. So we start every morning with a, a time of worship and devotion of about 15 minutes, Then we separate in teams, and we go out and serve the brokenhearted. We're there all day long. Uh, you, you get a great lunch from the feeding team. At night, the families that we serve, we invite them back to dinner. And that and that during night, we um, have a couple worship songs. Uh, the gospel is shared, and God moves in big ways. So it's a, it's a great day. It's a fun day. I tell the volunteers, you know, you might leave tired. You might leave exhausted. But I promise you, your heart's going to be full. You're going to mm-hmm. be changed forever because you stepped out of your comfort zone. And, and the gifts that God's gifted you, gifted you, you're using for His glory. He's going to honor that, and He does. So again, for 21 days, if you want to come for two, three days, uh, if you can shoot down there for the weekends because you live in New Orleans or Tupelo, Mississippi or Little Rock, and come on down. We'd love to serve with you. Again, all the information is on our website. And every level of skill and ability. Everybody's yes. welcome. <laughs> yes. And you know what's so neat? I mean, think about it. Yeah. So, so you might have someone with, with semi-skills, and they're tearing you know, a wall out. Like today I talked to a gentleman. He has three feet of water. He has no insurance. Mm. He's a widow, widower, and he, and, and he has no, no children. And so we're going to help this gentleman. And, you know, yeah, sure enough, someone will pop the lines on the wall and we'll We'll cut the walls and tear them out, take the insulation out, the flooring out. There's a lot of grunt work. I'm not good at a lot of things, but I can grunt, I promise you. <laughs> um, so, I, you know, I always tell Tim Wildman, hey, Tim, you don't have to be handy, man. Just come on down and serve, yeah. and he has yeah. so many of your... your uh, you know what's really neat, too? Let me just share this real quickly. We have we have now had 40,000 volunteers come serve with us. You know, mm-hmm. 80% of those volunteers heard about 80s of Hope on American Family Radio. Isn't that Praise amazing? Praise God. Wow. Praise Amen. God. 
Amen. So again, go to our website, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Follow us. If you can't go because your schedule is full, go to our website, give us your email address. We won't blow up your email account, I promise you. But whenever God opens the door for us to love and serve the brokenhearted, we're going to invite you to come so you can Mm -hmm. do that as well. It's so good. 8daysofhope.com, 8daysofhope.com. If you forget anything that Steve's mentioned uh, during this segment, if you go to the website, you'll find all the answers to your questions, and you'll be able to sign up and stay connected to 8daysofhope.com. Steve Tiber, President and CEO of 8 Days of Hope, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Oh, thank you, too. Thank you, American Family Radio. We love what you stand for, and, and I love the fact that you guys support the ministry called 8 Days of Hope. God bless your day. Amen. God bless you. you. All right, Steve Tiber. Um, Man, Will, you know, when you think about it, you think about the devastation that comes to people um, when you are suddenly, you know, um, overwhelmed Mm -hmm. by three, four, five, six feet of water. And um, and then you think about people coming in to not only be the hands and feet of Jesus, but to introduce you to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I think that's something that's most important to me about what eight days of hope is doing and is known for doing. Yeah, definitely. You know, it helps the whole man, you know, the the whole family is, it's not just the the practical needs, which are very important, like you said, but also the spiritual need that's of utmost importance. And I, and I think these type of situations that happen, you know, people's hearts are softened and they're That's able right. to hear That's right. more clearly, you know, the gospel. And so yeah. what they're doing is a very, very val- valuable uh, work. Yeah. The light shines brightest in darkness and, mm-hmm. and whatever that darkness is, whether there is a, you know, sort of a, a catastrophic type of darkness that is mm-hmm. represented or if it's just your own personal darkness, those times of struggle. Uh, when a person can be presented with the gospel mm-hmm. and an opportunity to make sense of why they're hurting, why there's pain and why they're suffering in the world. Um, then I think there is a there is a unique moment where they can make the right eternal decision. Mm. Right. We uh, we mm. always tell our kids that um, everybody responds when they hear the gospel. Mm. No one hears the gospel and is indifferent right. or walks away. I mean, exactly. you either accept or you reject. There are only those two responses. Everybody mm. makes a response when they hear the gospel. That's Nobody right. walks away indifferent. And so sometimes you have those moments in your life where God has allowed for you to be at a certain crossroads, right? Mm-hmm. He's allowed for you to come to this place where it's just you and it's just him. And um, and and by God's grace, you're in a position where you're ready to receive and you're ready to accept yeah. um, what the Lord has so freely given. So Amen. anyway, 8daysofhope.com, all the words spelled out, 8daysofhope.com. All right, I want to make a... And, um, and I don't know if we'll get into a whole lot of other stuff because I'll open the phone lines up a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but did you I know I kind of um, monopolized uh, talking about this uh, evangelical <laughs> Lutheran church in America. Yeah. Um, did you have any commentary? Oh, I know you gave me oh, all of your commentary yeah. when you read it to me this weekend. I mean, the same is the same as yours. Like it's it's, <laughs> it's really man, it's unbelievable to me that uh, this that scripture was taken, you know, to be applied to a wokeness type of agenda, you know, but I think that's kind of where I say kind of, that's where we are, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that even scripture <laughs> can be taken what to mean that? something that would be against, uh, and you know, I guess we would say quote unquote oppressed people, <laughs> whatever, Come how on. they would want to put it. Yeah, it's, it's really ridiculous. And, and, and man, that pastor, you know, actually agreeing and apologizing and all that kind of stuff, man, it, it just kind of just shows you, Uh, where we are and it's sad 
This is this is what um, what they said. Dear siblings in Christ, we have been paying close attention to this con- uh, conversation created by this post. Thank you all who have voiced your experiences and concerns regarding the language used. The verse shared here comes from last week's lectionary readings. Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, to address this, I think, you know, <laughs> to like dignify it. You know what I mean? Yeah. To say that it's a legitimate response right. to the word of God. I, I almost think crazy. that's where the folly begins. Yeah. All right. We got to grab the break. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio, 888-589-8840. We'll take your calls earlier today and, and hear from more of you. We'll be right back after the break. Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. That's me singing. <laughs> no, that's me. Oh, oh come on. <laughs> you know right. I got that. Well, it can't be both of us. So since that's it a, is a male. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. I'll give it to Not you. Not you. You can't, you can't be Francesca Battistelli and Jay Carter. You know. Right. I guess so. Um, <laughs> I'm just whatever good singer we, we come we, back we, with. We like fight if against that. Yeah. If it's really good, I mean, I just feel like that's me. You know, hey, why not? <laughs> we can be whatever we want today in the United States of America. No, you know that, right? No, we can be whatever no. we want. So We're if I want to be God. an incredible singer, that's me right there, <laughs> singing right there just before you. Anyway, welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. We appreciate you spending this hour with us. I am Miki. I am not singing. And I'm Will. And that was Jay Carter with Walk With Me. My goodness. He he is very gifted. Yes. Okay. He yes. is very, very gifted. Sherry B is over in Studio CC and we're getting your calls loaded up. 888-589-8840. You can talk about anything that we've talked about today. If you wanted to uh, revisit something that we talked about yesterday, you can do that as well because we didn't get a whole lot of calls in yesterday and I wanted to. Um, so feel free to kind of go back to yesterday as well. 888-589-8840. Will the Great, where do we go first? All right. Let's go to Mary in Texas. Hi, Mary. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. I want to make a comment about yesterday's subject, the father and the boyfriend seeking custody. Yes. To share. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, if the mother had lived and the father died, the mother would have received sole custody. Mm. Custody does not go to the grandparents nor the boyfriend. Mm-hmm. To me, this is all about money because if either mm-hmm. one of them got custody or partial visitation rights, they would get child support. And I think the attorneys ought to look into the reasoning behind 11 months. Yes. Half of that, I understood, was only five and a half months. Mm -hmm. The girl is four years old. Come on. He is a stranger. That's right. And I cannot, to me, this is more of the government and the court system taking parental rights away. Yeah. And that yeah. 
that's my thought on it. This is about money, and children today in our culture are used as pawns for a free ride. Mm. Yeah, I look. I don't Thank disagree you, with you at all, Mary. Thank you so much for your stew comments. Look, and 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 I will just tell you now. Look, I don't know the boyfriend in this story we talked about yesterday. And by the way, if you didn't get to listen yesterday, go ahead and grab the archives or yeah. get the podcast, and you can check it out. Incredible story out of Texas making its way um, to it through the Texas Supreme Court, and uh, oral arguments I think are set to begin March twenty fourth. So we're going to be paying attention to this where you have a dad whose ex-wife died suddenly in a car accident. She was living with a boyfriend for 11 months. Mm -hmm. That boyfriend then decided during that time, the dad was sharing 50-50 custody with the mom. Um, And so that boyfriend decided that he should have custody of the four-year-old daughter. And a lower court judge ruled that... Mm -hmm. um, A lower court judge ruled that the father's parental rights were not guaranteed. So that's just to give you a quick update on what Mary's commenting on. I will say this and we'll go back to the phone lines. Mary, I got to tell you, and to anyone listening, I don't trust the motives of the boyfriend, not only on the basis of his, you know, financial desires. I don't trust the motives of the boyfriend. I just don't. And and that might make me, you know, just a hard person and, you know, jaded by society and culture, but I've seen enough and I've read enough that I just don't trust it. Yeah. All right, Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Carol in Ohio. Hi, Carol. Hi there. Hi. Thank you for putting me on the air. I just wanted to make a comment. Mm-hmm. People need to quit being judgmental about other people. I just, I don't like that word. I think it's terrible. We're created by God. And we're put on this earth, and God looks down and says, they are my children, and you're all equal. So who has the right to say, oh, don't associate with them. They're nothing but a piece of crap. Okay. Wait, I don't know. what what did I'm not sure I was following Carol here. I'm not sure I'm, either. But Okay. We didn't know where she was going. Yeah. All right. Okay, Carol, look, I agree with you. I agree with you with where you were going up to that point. I agree with you. And I don't know if it's in regard to the post about um, God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. Um, Yeah, we we disagree with the interpretation of the scripture that triggered some people who are of the woke persuasion. Yeah. So let me just say that. Will the Great, where do we go next? Let's go to Ellen in Texas. Hi, Ellen. Good afternoon, y'all. Good afternoon. Uh, Good afternoon. I have a comment. I didn't get a chance to listen to yesterday's show because of work. Mm-hmm. But um, my comment is more about apologetics and the depravity of what's going on in this world and discipleship and the lack of discipleship in church. Yeah. In teaching, in teaching biblical truth. Um, I went to a... Uh, an event last night and listened to Frank Turek. Great. On, uh, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. There was, it was a full, it was a packed room at Sam Houston State University. A lot of young people there. But I have to say this, and we, in the body of the church, we are the church. The, the physical building is just the house. Mm-hmm. We need to teach people to go out and be disciples, mm-hmm. as God's Word com- commands us to do. Amen. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we are seeing we are seeing wickedness, as, as Scripture uh, in the New Testament teaches. We are seeing it each and every day. I see it 
and it's just really scary. Man, Ellen, I can I can hear your passion. I can hear, you know, there's something that gets ignited in us when um, we really get uh, trained in apologetics and we get pumped with sort of a fresh perspective mm-hmm. and an understanding of what we are installed to do here on this earth as the body of Christ, the collective body of Christ. And I hear that passion coming out. And I got to tell you, it's refreshing. Listen, um, let me also say this right now. I think it's a perfect segue. Frank Turek is going to be with us in June. Yeah. Um, at the Marriage, Family and Life Conference, uh, precisely for for many of the reasons that Ellen just listed here, because mm-hmm. it's time for the body of Christ to be equipped. We have answers to some of the questions that are being demanded in our culture today. We can give a defense for the gospel. It's not just a blind faith that we have. We're not just, oh, well, you know, I just kind of believe the Lord has left us evidence for his existence. The Lord has left us evidence for the cross and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we're going to talk about those things, among others. Um, just a quick plug you can go to marriagefamilylife.net and let me say this to expand ellen's point it's not just for the adults in church our children need to know and be able to defend the faith that's right they have to guys it's not an option it is not an option our kids are being bombarded with messages on the daily Mm -hmm. that try to rival the scriptures or that say what you believe is antiquated and outdated. And we have got to equip our kid, equip our kids to stand as it is in many instances, not in all, but in many instances, we're doing a poor job. So I agree with you, Ellen. Thank you so much for your call. Where do we go next? Will the great. Let's go to uh, Wilton in Mississippi. Hi, Wilton. What's going on guys. Hey, Hey, what's up? I've never done this before, but I wanted to get two things out of the way on that Facebook post with the, uh, <laughs> the evangelicals. But uh, one, uh, there's a famous quote from way back. It is, ignorance of Scripture is ignorance of Christ. Mm. Um, hmm. When you have that, you have to go back to the fact that everybody's an image bearer of God. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Yeah. And what I've learned through just going through and learning how, you know, what the last lady said about apologetics and, and going and talking to unbelievers or even people of the faith, you know, everybody's an image bearer of Christ, whether they know it or not. Yeah. But my next point is, is in, in Isaiah 29, I believe is that you have these people. I can't remember what the exact people group is, but their, their mouths and their lips honor God, but their hearts are far from them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you can even have these people in, the church, like this pastor, I believe 110%. When you said that he was a, one of them I read was a pastor of 11 years or some, I don't know if it's the exact same one, but that pastor needs to go and repent. Mm-hmm. Um, even the uh, even the apology that they said, they need to go and repent. That's um, right. And, and, and I pray that Christ, you know, that the Holy Spirit would just open their hearts and minds to the actual scripture and not take it out of context. So, yeah. But thank you guys. I've actually Come on. That's now, right. So. Thank you. Thank you. Wilton. All right. That's, <laughs> that's right. Good. Thank you so much for your comments, Wilton. Will the Great, where do we go next? Okay. We're going to go to Marlon in Texas. Hi, Marlon. Oh, hello. Hello. How you guys doing today? Doing good. Hello. Good. Good. Hey, I really, yes. Yes. We really appreciate y'all. Love y'all show. Uh, many blessings. So I'll make it real quick. Um, in reference to that uh, Facebook post, you know, it, it, it's just, it's just crazy how, Whenever something comes up that has to do with the Lord, we as Christians quick to get submissive when certain people start criticizing it. You know what I mean? And and, and I'm a mm. firm believer in four basic words, trust God, not man. Mm. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, when we die, you know, ain't no celebrity going to be the one to save us. Right. You know what I'm saying? 
Come on. It's going to be Jesus Christ. It's going to be Jesus Christ in order to get to the Lord. That's Amen. it. Amen. So, you know, and I just I just wanted to vent, uh, vent my frustration out a little bit. Again, I love y'all's show. I just want to throw my quick two cents in and uh, many blessings to you guys. Thank you. All right. God bless you, too. Thank you, Marlon. God bless you. It's great two cents. Great, great to hear it. Where <laughs> right. do we go next, Will the Great? <laughs> Let's go to Karen in Mississippi. Hi, Karen. Hello. How are you? Good, good. Okay. So we pre- I want to say appreciate y'all standing up for the word and and sharing it with, with all of us. Uh, I wanted to go back to yesterday. Mm-hmm. I actually tried, tried calling and ran out of time. Mm-hmm. But when you were talking about the, the thruple, yeah. There actually, there actually is a show on a uh, weeknight on CBS uh, SWAT that mm. actually has introduced the thruple. Wow. Well, there it you go. A, mm. Yeah, had a married man and woman, and then another woman joined them, and she was actually with both of them. Wow. Wow, that's, that's where we are, Karen. Thank you so much for your call. And it's, it's oh, crazy. They, they're Lord just trying to normalize things that are not normal. <laughs> you know, trying right. to know. So let's right. go to James in Alabama. Hi, James. Hey, how you doing? Good. Okay, I want to make a comment about that light. You know that Facebook come. Yeah, yeah. My point is this. You know, I grew. I was fortunate enough to grow up in church, mm-hmm. and where I learned the Word of God and whatnot. <laughs> so what I understand is, and I'm, I'm looking at this. Two or three ways. A lot of people really don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really, mm-hmm. you know, they can, you can actually, they can actually read the Bible and really misinterpret it. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't see how you can misinterpret that, but it reminds me of, now I can't quote this scripture. It was a guy, he was sitting in a carriage and he was trying to read the Bible, but I think the Holy Spirit. The Ethiopian eunuch? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Ethiopian. Yeah. Philip. He, he sent he Philip to him. Yeah. Said, go, go explain it. Explain the word to him. Mm-hmm. Then he can kind of understand it. Now, I live around a lot of people, and I'm in a small town. We all grew up in a Baptist church or what have you. But I also live around a lot of people never went to church a day in their life. Mm-hmm. That's just a funeral, maybe on Easter. So when they they really mm. don't know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They really don't know the Word of God. Mm-hmm. So on my take on that, I try not to look down. I try not to judge. I try not to make fun of that person. But as a Christian, I think we, we kind of have to be compassionate enough to to explain it to them. That's what a Christian do, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had always been a Christian. Mm-hmm. I know where I come from. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. know, you grow in Christ. And, and so our job is to reach out and try to draw that person to Christ. We, we could never win about the Christ if we if we looking down or throwing rocks and making fun of them. I'm not saying you've done that. I understand how you feel about it. But mm-hmm. still, at the same time, we, we need to be more compassionate. Because, yeah, uh, so you let got, me, let me, you know. Mm-hmm. I know no, I agree with saying. you. And I I hear what you're saying. Let me just jump in because I, I, I do hear what you're saying. And I think that with those who 
are struggling to understand the scriptures, Mm -hmm. we do have to be like Philip. We have to take our time and explain to them what is going on. However, let me just say, in this case, what we are dealing with is something that is way more sinister than that. And I wish that this was just an innocent lack of understanding the scripture. No, this is a willful ignorance because it pleases the flesh. And the flesh wants everything to be racially charged these days, right? The body of Christ is under attack, whereby the body of Christ is being divided along racial lines and it's being, or ethnic and cultural lines, let me say it that way, and it's being normalized. I would agree if a person makes this statement and then those in positions of leadership, those who are tasked with properly exegeting the scriptures, then stepped in and said, Hey, no, you got it wrong. But that's not what happened. What happened was that there was an apology for the word of God, not a correction or instruction in it. No, not at all. So we have to respond according to that. But I understand and I hear what my brother is saying and I agree with him Mm -hmm. with that caveat alone. All right. We're out of time until tomorrow. Lord willing. God bless.